Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 94, Grief and Death with Giles Croft. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. I know the topic of today's episode does not sound very light and cheery, (laughs) but I have to say, it kind of is. I You're going to love this conversation. I think this conversation with Giles is one of the most real, beautiful conversations that has happened here on Changeable. Yes, we're talking about the death of his mother, which happened right before we recorded this. Um, we're talking about death. We're talking about grief and how that goes for people. But these don't have to be horrible, hard things. And I know, I know you know this. I know many of you know this, that because I've heard it from so many people that the death of a loved one was the most beautiful thing you'd ever witnessed. That 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 time was like just so full of being alive and being human and feeling the whole range of everything and how good that feels in a way. And I think we I think we deeply know this, but we're so conditioned to just run from certain feelings. So I absolutely love this conversation with Giles. He talks about how his father died many years ago and his experience of that was completely different than this experience he's in around his mother's death. And um, and we look at why, you know, what he sees now and what's different. And um, we talk about, our expectations around grief, how people tell us, whether we even recognize it or not, how people tell us we're supposed to feel and we're supposed to grieve and how I think we pretty much just follow those orders without recognizing it, you know, and that's fine. Whatever experience we have is the experience we have. It's all okay. It's all safe. It's all going to end. It's all moving through us. But what if any experience is okay? Because another thing that I hear all the time that I'm sure you've heard or thought yourself is, is it okay to feel not sad? (laughs) Is it okay to just feel just right into gratitude? Is it okay to not be upset? And and this is happening. I'm hearing this a lot right now with what's happening with COVID-19 and people saying, hey, I'm actually sort of loving this time, but I feel guilty about that, you know? So so we talk about some of those issues. We talk about how to know if you're in denial. And I joke with Giles, and I think it was after we shut the recording off. I can't be sure. But um, I joke with him about, uh, we were talking about people thinking that, oh, he's just in denial, you know? So I'm for sure going to have him back in six months. And we're going to revisit this just to make sure that the way he's handling this grief isn't just what some skeptics might call denial. But anyway, it's a such a beautiful topic. It really is such a beautiful conversation. And, um, and I just love how Giles shares. He's so open. He's seen so much about this, uh, this new paradigm. And I'm really, really grateful for his willingness to come on and, and explore this with us when he did. So enjoy this conversation with Giles. Hey, Giles, thanks so much for being on Changeable. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Um, although we're going to talk about death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <And laughs> I know, gosh. <laughs> the, the, the description, I'll have to see what we title this one. The description, you know, just death and grief and all of this. It, it feels so heavy, yet just chatting with you and having a sense of where, how we're really going to talk about this and where it's really going to go. I love that it doesn't feel heavy at all. I'm super excited about, um, about seeing where this sort of unfolds. So yeah, so maybe let's just start. Um, tell us a little bit about, uh, about yourself. And I know you lost your mother recently and just kind of how that experience has been for you. And I think that'll lead us into this. Yeah. Um, well, my, my experience of it has been a very different from how I imagined my experience of it would be. Um, 
Because of the just the the way I see things, just generally now, I guess, and that you know that's that's something that's come up for me fr- frequently is that that it's not like I'm not sort of doing anything differently, and yet my experience of of grief uh, this time round, I say this time round because I lost my father uh, twenty years ago, so I've got a re- this kind of like this really sort of stark contrast uh, between my experience of grief back then and and my experience of grief now. And um, I'm sure we'll get into it, but you know what? <laughs> what even is grief? Um, so uh, yeah, it's um, things are okay. Things are okay. I mean, um, my mum. My mum passed away uh, three weeks ago. Um, she'd been ill for a very long time. She had a mesothelioma, which is the asbestos-related cancer that there's no cure for. Um, and so we've had we've had quite a quite a long time to prepare. She's been ill for like three and a half years uh, since since, and we've known she, we've known it was terminal for about a year and a half. So we did a lot of kind of like bucket list stuff. Um, it kind of feels like we did a, a fair bit of sort of pre-grieving, if that's even a thing. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's it's funny. I've I've had, I've had, I've had thoughts coming up since she died, and and then followed swiftly by, oh, I've already had that thought before. <laughs> you know, I've already had that sad thought before. I've already kind of like already sort of mourned that that thing that yeah. That, that could have happened that's not going to happen anymore um so uh so yeah it's been a it's been an interesting been an interesting experience so far i love that i mean gosh because that just sort of shows how that machine works right it's like oh let's get sad about this one again and you're like wait a minute <laughs> i've done that i felt this <laughs> so um yeah so tell us a little bit maybe about how it is different from when your when your dad died so my yeah my dad died in in horrendous circumstances he i mean he uh, he committed suicide um he he went he went missing um after um both me and my sister had to eat um he he had um bipolar disorder and we both we both had fairly difficult conversations with him before he disappeared and then he disappeared and um and we didn't we didn't he, he wasn't found for 6 months so that was a really really odd time yeah. and at this time i was i was a surgeon i was um i was doing my my surgical training so i had the perfect kind of like vehicle for dealing with that kind of stuff back then which was to just work harder you know i just like absolutely threw myself into it and you know when someone goes missing what do you do I mean, I just had no idea really yeah. what to do with that. And me and my sister both dealt with it in very, very different ways. I just, you know, she was kind of like doing all the like missing person stuff. And I was like, oh, well, he's, he's gone. He, you know, he's doing what he's doing, wherever he's doing it. And, and threw myself into my work. Um, and then, and I had to, uh, I had to, text my sister just before this to say what was I like after that time because I don't really remember a lot because uh, well between you and me I was I you know I was drinking fairly heavily as well um alcohol was a friend of mine back then and um and so but I remember I, I remember being overwhelmed by grief back then um yeah. and and not knowing what to do and being kind of kind of seeing that 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 there was an it, well it felt like it was a, like a necessary process that I had to go through so I'd be like really desperately upset usually you know I'd, I'd get really wasted and I'd be talking to a mate or a family member about it or something and I'd get you know really 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 upset um and kind of thought well this is kind of like necessary there's a sort there's got to be some kind of like catharsis that's 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 going on here um and then ended up in therapy um because uh it was like i i was just like having real difficulty forming relationships for for a long time after that and I thought oh well that must all be linked to the death of my father because that you know that makes total sense doesn't it <laughs> so ended up in therapy um and came out of it the other side just like with one 
one realization really like when all said and done which was oh 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 my parents were doing their best (laughs) 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 who'd have have thought it um yeah that was the one thing i came out of it so and then and then so this time so i came across the principles that we talk about um uh, about two years ago and um i have I have I have my mum's illness to kind of like partially thank for that really because um, when I look back at both of my parents' illnesses and deaths, they were both huge catalysts in my life. Like m- my dad's death, um, it was uh, it was about a year and a half after that that I left surgery and decided that I wanted to do something different with my life. And, um, and a similar thing happened with my mum when we got the, the diagnosis, the sort of the terminal diagnosis with my mum. Um, I, <laughs> I think of it as like, it just kind of like lowered my tolerance for the bullshit of life. You know, it was just like, yeah. I just couldn't be bothered with all of the, the flim flam of the stuff I was supposed to be doing. And, and, and I had a, I mean, my, my, my business back then was I was like in healthcare IT and I had this consultancy and I just decided one day, it was like literally halfway through a phone call, it's like, oh, oh, I, I'm not doing that anymore. Don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm not doing that anymore. That door's closed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I can see that that was because, I don't know, I was even more in tune with that, that, that kind of like that intuitive voice about what was right for me. And yeah. I wasn't going to put up with a whole load of stuff because, oh, bloody hell, life's too short, you know? Life's too short for any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> so came across the principles and, you know, was just absolutely mind-blowing insights. And um remember being um, very, very emotionally labile. Um, I- I'd be, I remember just sitting at my work desk and just like, bursting into tears like completely out of nowhere and um just like feeling like incredibly grateful that i'd come across this understanding in this particular situation it's like yeah. oh you know there's some really heavy stuff's gonna happen in the future yeah. um and and i'm just like really grateful that that, that i've come across this understanding and then and then at the same time even though my life changed beyond recognition of, of how I was experiencing it, there was still that doubt in the back of my mind. There was still that, it's like, yeah, but grief's different, Giles. It's good, you know, you, yeah. it's not, you know, maybe it doesn't really, not that it didn't apply, but maybe uh, like the tsunami of grief will be so big that it will overwhelm my, uh, my, you know, my grounding, my understanding of the principles and stuff. So I was kind of a bit, a bit concerned. And then, and then she died, and and there was sadness, and it was a really nice sadness. It was, it was, it was entirely appropriate. It was entirely appropriate, and it came. And I experienced it, and I embraced it, and and it left, and 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 it's going to sound a bit weird, but it, it's like it's it's not come back all that much. I've I've had I've had sad moments, but it's been really nice every time I've had a sad moment. But most of the time, I, I was just kind of like chuckling to myself. It's like, why why did I think it was going to be any different with grief? How on earth yeah. is grief different from any other any other emotion that that arises within us? It's like you know, it's, I can see where it's coming from and see what it is, and 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 that's that really. Is there so, anything yeah. that you can kind of um, kind of point to and say, you know, since I since I saw this or since I understood that, and of course we're making it up. Like we don't really know why we feel what we feel, but I just, I'm asking you to just make something up for us. Like, (laughs) like, you know, like what really is the difference? What, what feels to you like some of the big differences, like, oh, now I see death differently. Now I, now I'm not falling into all that condition stuff I was with my dad or yeah. Like, what do you think? Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's seeing, it's seeing the made upness of all that stuff. 
for a start it's like oh seven <laughs> stages of grief you say because right. i mean i did a psychology degree years ago and and as part of my medical studies and i remember you know we did grief and it's like it's like really it's like it's it's like and they come in what order you say <laughs> it's just yeah. like what yeah so that always seemed a, a bit daft to me um so so there's that and then there's just there there's the um there's the understanding understanding me and understanding how I work and understanding how all of us work, understanding what's the same for all of us in terms of, you know, being okay, being this, being this well-being that just experiences thought and feelings as two sides of the, two sides of the same coin mm-hmm. um, that, that, that's allowed me to not be afraid of any, any feelings that, that come up because I know what they are. No, yeah. you know, it's just experience arising and, and, and I'm feeling it. And then it's going to, 10 minutes later, it's going to be like squirrel and there'll be, you know, there'll be something else arriving. So, yeah. So that, I love, that's, I, yeah, like I love how that speaks to kind of the, even the seven stages thing in a, in a bit, because like some people find comfort, like there's for sure, you know, in general, in general, some things people go through, right? Like sometimes, mm. sometimes in general, it's kind of shocking, and then maybe you are in denial, and then maybe you get into your life, and and then it kind of hits you when you try to get into normal life. I don't know. Like there, there's some very loose, maybe like a human mind might go in these directions, sort of ness to that, you know. And then I think sometimes, sometimes it brings people comfort to be like, oh, okay, what I'm feeling is not just me, but I love like like how you're speaking to it is really shining this light on it and saying, wow, it's not that we have to go through, it's not that there are seven stages to grief and that we're all going to go through them all because when it looks that way, we end up doing that. We end up playing (laughs) them out, you know, without even recognizing it. And it's so, it's so cliche in a way, you know, but it's... Yeah, I bet there's a whole load of people who've really experienced the seven stages of grief once somebody described the seven stages of grief. Yes. And it's like, you know, even when you describe your experience with your dad, it's like, it's very, um, that's exactly how it would go in a movie. You know, it's like you, mm. you get upset and then you like drink a lot and then you like lay it all out and then you say, what's wrong with me? I got to get myself together. And then, you know, mm. and, and, and that doesn't mean there's not some human element in that, that, which is why it shows up in our movies. But I love that we can kind of see, okay, yes, there's places we tend to go in our minds and with our emotions because we're all the same. But we, there, when we when we look at it like it's a framework we have to move through, mm-hmm. man, then we're just looking way too up close. And then, like you said, we end up living out those seven stages, not recognizing that our our expectations are sort of doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if there's the, I mean, the mind always wants to get involved, though, like. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever's going on. So that it's like, okay, all right. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not overwhelmed with with grief. I'm not overwhelmed with grief. So then, then the mind goes to, well, why aren't you overwhelmed with grief? Yes. <laughs> you know, what's, yeah. What's going on there? What what sh- should I feel guilty about not not being overwhelmed with grief? Um, yeah. But then you know, I just I think of I think of my mum and and you know the times that we the times that we did spend together and, you know, especially towards the end, I had, I had a, I had a week with her, um, a couple of weeks before she died when, um, I go, uh, it was half term here in the UK. And usually I would take my, my daughter to hers for the full week. Um, yeah, a bit of free childcare (laughs) (laughs) and get a hold of the stuff done. And, um, and, uh, and and this time, because she was, she was, you know, she was going downhill. Um, I, I, I just wanted to go on my own, and and I wanted to give her husband a bit of a um, bit of respite, really, because it's you know it's full time job really looking after mm-hmm. her. Um, and uh, it was, yeah, seeing 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 life just play itself out, and seeing the principles at work there because i've got to admit i wasn't looking forward to it 
it's like I, I was like, okay, I'm not going to take a whole lot of work to do. I'm really gonna, I'm, I'm really gonna throw myself into the caring son, um, you know, looking after mum when she's when she's really not well. You know, by this time she was on oxygen, she wasn't going very far. She's on a on a, on a lot of morphine, um, and um, and I was, I, I, I really wasn't looking forward to it. Um, and for the first couple of days, I was stuck in that, I, I'm not enjoying this kind of mentality. And then when I just let go of the need for it to be a particular way and just really slowed down. And I'm, I mean, I've got, I will take the memory of the two of us just sitting in the conservatory, um, her doing like a little crossword, um, and me just like legs up on the sofa on the other side of the, the conservatory, just like neither of us really having to do or be anywhere and just, you know, sort of idle, idle chit chat with her. That was, that was totally different from, from how I'd imagined. And then just like things like getting her out of the house, I was like, I was determined to get her out of the house. It's like, come on, let's get you out of the house. And she was really anxious and really nervous about being in the vehicle and everything. And because like all of her anxieties had kind of really ramped up with the morphine because her, her thinking's pretty disordered. Um, and, um, it was, it was just, we took a trip to a cafe and that's the kind of thing that, 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 you, you know, we all really take for granted, but we took this trip to the cafe and um, just just hung out together, had a tiny little walk, the kind of thing that would, you know, that I just sort of take, totally take for granted. But slowing down to her pace of life mm-hmm. was just, you know, and it was what she needed and it was what I needed. And um, it was, um, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it, was an, it was an amazing thing. And, and then the other thing about, about the way, it kind of works was seeing how you know we were talking about expectations every kind of step of her illness she had expectations about how it would be and and would worry about them so she worried about the day when she had to stop driving and of course that day came and went and she couldn't give two hoots and she worried about starting to take morphine and the day came when she started to take morphine and it was just like the right thing to do and it wasn't a problem and you know all the way she worried about having a stair lift and then when the stair lift came it's like oh brilliant there's a stair lift great you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it was so it was really obvious how you know she was living living her life yeah sort of because of the uncertainty and you know i get it i get yeah. it but yeah but um it's you know it's it doesn't really do you any favors no, but that's totally what a mind will do, right? And that uncertainty, her mind's just like, what's the next thing I can look toward, you know? And then, and then if there's thought about it and worry about it, and, and that's really beautiful as like an illustration to see like how our mind will put out these little, these yeah. little markers little and have all kinds place. of thought about them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then we just live in a fluid way right through them anyway. Yeah. 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 So it's so... It's so fascinating though. I think I, you know, before seeing how this all works, I might've heard someone like you, um, like how you're speaking right now and, and the experience you're going through right now and, you know, said, oh, well he's, it'll come back and get him later <laughs> or, yeah. you know, he's in denial poor, right now. Poor or, guy's in denial. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't you know just wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you just no, haven't felt it. it yet. You're not in yeah, that yeah, stage yeah. yet. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, how does that feel to you <laughs> now? <laughs> um, yeah, and I, you know, I, I, everyone's, well, look, everyone's experience of grief is going to be different. Yeah. You know, there's how many of a billion of us on this planet and we're all going to, and, and I, I, yeah, I've experienced that being, being knocked sideways by it. Now, if, if in a in a couple of weeks' time or a month's time or six months' time or a year's time, I am utterly, utterly flawed by the loss of my mother, um, then I'll be utterly flawed by the loss of my mother. And yeah. that's the thing that, you know, they'll they'll be that for a bit. And I know I don't I know I 
again, it's it's just there's no feeling in the world that can that can hurt a human being. It's there's you yeah. know there's just there's no there's no damage component there at all. So, and and like I say, you know the if I if I want to have a a, a, um, a really sad experience, you know, I can, I can, ch- I can choose to do that. I could, you know, I could sit down and watch a, a film that's, that's, you know, going to make me cry or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there, ha- there have been tears, there have been tears and, um, but it's been, it's been lovely. Yeah. That's been, you know, it's like really nice sort of wholesome, sadness because it, it it's just seeing and it's seeing an emotion coming and and the you know the, the the memory of the great times and the you know the sadness it's it's you know it's like thinking about my my her, her granddaughter she was you know that like the happiest day. i can still see her face now um when i told her that she was going to be a grandmother because my daughter's the only grandchild and uh because of my my career to that date and me being a bit hopeless it was like it looked like it was never gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> so i can still so you know like she just like instantly burst into tears that day and she was such a wonderful wonderful grand you know everything was about my my, my daughter these yeah. these these last few years since well since she since she arrived really and and so you know there's 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 that there's that i suppose um but i'll tell you what if you if you want to i can thoroughly recommend having a five-year-old a five-year-old around when you're going through uh after the death of a loved one because boy do they tell it how it is <laughs> like really bring you back to earth or vocalize the things that are you know a room full of people are, are sat around being all sort of prissy and grown up about yeah. like i i can't believe grandma's not here it really feels like she's upstairs and she's going to come down any minute and yeah. we all sat around going yeah yeah that's exactly what all of us are thinking <laughs> <laughs> it's really beautiful it's beautiful to watch yeah. and and you know she she just gets on with it and she has moments of sadness she has moments of uh you know she'll remember something like the little bracelet that she made for her and she'll get all sad about that yeah and then and then she won't be sad, and and it's like as always, you know, look look to, look to children for the for what's going on in you, really. Yeah, yeah, because there's just not a a fear of what might come or what it might mean. There's not all the meaning around it, and I, I think like I can feel that in you, where it would feel, um, you know, if you're if we're if somebody's afraid to feel, or they are, I don't even know what denial is. But if you're just like, nope, just going to stay busy. I can't. I can't feel this. Mm. I can't go there. Mm. It's you feel it. You, like we feel it. If we're doing that to ourselves, we're going to feel it. And often, yeah. you know, people yeah. who are kind of newer in this will ask, like, "Wow, I'm not feeling as all caught up or worried or sad or anything." As I, you know, am I in denial? And it's like, well, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Are you? Like, why are you asking me? You would know. <laughs> you know what denial yeah, feels like. Absolutely. It feels like you're yeah. holding a beach ball yeah. under the water that you're trying yeah. to hold away. Yeah. And you don't feel that way. And, no, totally. No. You know, and like knowing that the waves of anything could show up, you're absolutely right. Like, mm. and you probably will, of course, get mm. get struck by waves of grief throughout your life around absolutely. this. But when yeah. we aren't afraid of that, and, it, and on the other side too, like when we don't think we should, you know, when it's not yeah. like, oh, this is my this is my stage to really grieve, you know, like mm. when it's just like, whatever, it'll happen as it needs to happen. It's so beautiful to see how it unfolds. Yeah. I, I, um, <clears throat> I don't know if you've heard the, uh, the, the George Pransky thing on, on grief. It's like just a little half hour thing. And, mm. um, and I listened to that and it was, it was, uh, it was, it was a real relief to, to listen to that and to hear, to hear him say, you know, we don't, we we don't assume that people have to go through x amount of pain yeah in fact we don't have to assume that people have to grieve at all and he said i it's like the words are just stuck in me it's like you can just pop straight into gratitude and i'm like yes yeah. you can just pop straight into gratitude you know it's it's 
uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the amazing relationship I had with my mum. I'm grateful for all the stuff with my daughter and my mum. Yeah. And it sounds weird, but I mean, uh, given, given the, the catalytical nature of, of her illness, I mean, I'm not sure I'd have come across the principles if my mum hadn't had a terminal illness. Yeah. I'm not. She and it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, um, but tell us about the waves. Cause I love that so much. Cause I think so much of this too, not to analyze it and pick it apart too much, but I, I think there's a, a bigger feeling that when people have a bigger feeling about what life and death really are, it tends to make a huge difference. It makes yeah. a huge, not in only in how we grieve, but in how we live, you know, it's mm-hmm. huge. So, so yeah, it's, is it like, is she gone? Is she like, you know, ashes or buried in the ground? Is that her? You know, like, so, so tell us about this wave documentary that you saw. Yeah. Cause it's so beautiful. <laughs> a, f- a friend of mine recommended it. It's got, you can find it on YouTube. It was a BBC documentary called the secret life of waves. And um, it was a chat making it about, he, he was looking into what waves are. He'd always been fascinated by waves and there's like a whole load of, um, uh, research done about you know tsunamis and stuff and then how they develop and so they've like and like donkeys years ago they 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 were tracking waves all the way around the globe you know they start they start as a tiny 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 list of ripple and then just there's the right conditions and then they turn into a wave and then the, these 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 waves just stay as they are going all the way across the ocean and you can track them and yet when you look at the water which is what you're looking at the water itself isn't moving the water itself is just kind of like going up and down where it is or it's going in a little bit of a circular motion but the the wave what you're actually seeing with your eyes is is transfer of energy you're you know that's as close as you can get to actually seeing the way the world works which is energy changing form and moving through something giving the impression of motion from a to b and then these waves reach different circumstances and they break and they change form and their energy is dissipated and this documentary is so beautiful because during the filming of it um his uh the the documentary maker's mum uh dies or just just after or something so it, it he he's he's reflecting on how like a wave a human life is and really it's the you know at at, at some level that's all we are is we're just you're just watching energy just take form and give the impression of movement yeah and and yet that's that's all we are is just energy coming into form over and over again i love that it's it's so it's so true and like there's so many it's like everything there's so many levels at which we can really see that do you know what i mean like we we kind of know yes <laughs> It's, it's, you know, we, uh, we, we know, but then we can like really see and know. And I, I don't know. I mean, I've heard, I've never been present as someone is dying, but you can imagine. And I've heard from, from people who have that it, there is, there's like this body and it's animated and then you, and then it's not animated (laughs) and it's that transfer of energy. I was, um, so yeah, things, it is, so we had so long to prepare and and then the end of course was completely different from how i'd imagined and i thought i was being all kind of like lardy da let's take it as it comes and just you know just just show up to yeah. to whatever's going on and then the call came in the middle of the night and said she was actually in respite care for a bit we were and was happy as larry um, and was really liking the the hospice where she was. There was no indication that she was that close to the end. And then we got phone call four o'clock in the morning, and we live a couple of hours away. And then got the second the second phone call on the journey. Mm-hmm. And 
I was re- that that was when I was really hit then because that was when I realised, oh, I I did have a whole load of expectations. Like they'd just been, you know, yeah. they'd just been covered up. I just hadn't seen them at all. It's like I it's like, oh, oh, I had plans. I I wanted to witness yeah. that change. Selfish, but I was curious. Um so yeah, it's funny you say that. And it it I I was struck I mean, I I'm a doctor, I've been around death enough. Yeah. But I was still just struck again by like, oh yeah, no, there's there's really no life there. Like that, yeah. you know, that that That's not her. <laughs> no, no, it's yeah. really like yeah. really truly n- not her at all. It was it was quite it was quite stark. Yeah. But I I love how you say that too, like how we our emotion shows us where we have all all this stuff that we didn't realize we had, and and there's nothing, obviously, but there's nothing wrong with any of it. It's like it's just how we operate as humans. Our minds constantly having plans and expectations, mm. and then and then we just feel the effects of that. And it's mm. just so like wow, if we can just go with that and and allow that emotion to show us, okay, yeah, I'm disappointed here. My mind had a different idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. it'll move through and yeah. yeah. And then it'll yeah. chip in with the, you know, yeah. oh, I wish I'd done, you know, I wish things had been different at the end and and yeah. it's it's fine. It's all fine. It's just like, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah. Of course. Of course that's what a mind would do. Of course it wants to make sense of it. Of course right. it wants to go back and change things. And on some level, of course, it, it's going to say, if this had happened, I'd feel different now. Or if that, if it had gone that way, maybe this part would be easier or that, you know, and it's yeah, <laughs> all it's after the fact. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's so, such a kind of some parallels because this is, you know, what you're going through in your personal life right now. And then as we record this, we're at the very end of March going into April and and all kinds of craziness is happening out in the world and sort of a, a lot of parallels to this, right? Because it's like, it's just full of uncertainty and people are grieving things that ha- in some cases haven't happened, in some cases that have happened. You know, there's a lot of that pre-grieving going yeah. on and just fear. And and so I, I just love, I don't know, I think it's just a beautiful conversation to be having right now yeah. as well that everyone can, can feel into. I mean, that's, that's, that's when you start asking the question, well, you know, what, what is grief? I mean, what, what even is it? Yeah. Is it, I mean, and, and cause I was just, you know, I was thinking about it before I came on and it's like, hang on a minute, how, you know, how would I define grief? And it's, it's I mean, obviously it's a, it's a label that, that we've given, uh, what, uh, that something that happens after somebody dies mm-hmm. or, uh, we l- lose something yeah. and, and to me, it seems like well, it's a, uh, it's, it's a uh, maybe a, a, a potentially repeated pattern of, of thought feeling, around things, not being the way that I don't know that you want them to, or you think that they should yeah. be, or <laughs> is is that what grief? I don't know. What do you reckon? Is that grief? Uh, well, when you said that, because it's like it's not just around a death. That's where we mostly no. talk about it, but it's a loss. Yeah, no, I realised as soon yeah. as I said it. Yeah, yeah, it was like no, because you know pe- people's businesses are different from you, you know people yeah. are grieving their businesses, people are, 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 are grieving their their loss of their you know loss of personal physical freedom at the moment right. there's right. there's a whole load of stuff that that people are grieving and so what is it in common with what is it and it's and it's not even the loss of anything real it's the loss of an idea like you said an idea yeah. of how we thought things were supposed to go because yeah. if you're if you have to close your business right now or your mother just died or whatever it's not the loss of that person or that energy or that place to go do work <laughs> because if we have all kinds of feelings you close the yeah. door your mother dies and your feelings go all over the place so yeah. it's not that actual loss I, I 
I think it's, it is, it's so much of this idea of what our mind had us attached to in a sense of how we thought yeah. things would go or what we looked toward, what our mind looked toward maybe and, and associated with comfort or security or something. And then that idea has shifted. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's almost like at the moment, like someone's kind of just sort of open open the curtains a bit and gone, yeah, you were never in control. Yeah, (laughs) totally, totally. Uh, You you thought that you knew how it was going to be. Yeah. That's, that, you know, that's, that's an illusion. And you thought you needed all these things to be okay. And this yeah. is where there's just so much amazing room yeah. for growth for people. You thought you, yeah. you thought going, you know, going on that family vacation was what made you a happy, close family. Yeah. You thought having a job and a purpose is what gave you this or gave you that. I'm going to rip all this away from you. And now where are you going to find it? And, and I think that's what freaks people out, right? It's like, oh shit, I'm not going to find it. I'm not going to find it. But yeah. we do find it. We're so much more totally resilient than that. Exciting. We adapt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look at yeah. this. It's been a couple of weeks for some of us in the Western world. Yeah. And look at it, in a couple of weeks, we're already out yeah. of our freak out for in yeah. large part, some of us are at least, and, and just adapting and finding yeah. gifts already. It's yeah. crazy. Like I mean, like just um, the, like a couple of days after lockdown, I just I I, I walked to, to the to the local store, which is you know it's not far away at all. I don't normally go there because you know we're normally jumping in the car and going to the big supermarket. We went to the, yeah. went to the corner shop, and and I'd I'd come out of the house and I'd been reading a whole lot of stuff and you know having conversations with someone, and I was so in it, you know, face up against the window kind of thing. Yeah. and and i walked to the shops and it was so quiet it was so quiet because there there was not there wasn't really anyone else on the on the streets except for a, a couple of a couple of people clearly in their 70s or older who were doing that whole kind of like british stiff up a little while well, i'm i'm going to go to the shops whether they tell me to stay in or not <laughs> and um and I was walking down a, I was walking down a footpath that I ne- inevitably see somebody on, and there was no one there. And I could the, just the bird song, the bird song was just yeah. like really loud. I was like, yeah, they're just they're just getting on with it, aren't they? Yeah. And and it really struck me that n- nothing had changed, like nothing had changed that that. That that feeling of everything being completely different, that was all coming from my phone and from the thinking that I had around it all, and and just and just getting all revved up and ruminating on it. And then in that moment, hearing those birds, I was like, "Yeah, no, nothing's nothing's changed. Nothing's changed at all. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's an illness. There's illnesses everywhere. There's people. You know, there's more people. You know, I'm not trying to belittle the the you know the 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 misery that that families are experiencing at the moment, but you know, there's there's illness and death all all day every day. Yeah, we've been so yes, we've been, and I, I mean, I always sense this, but I, and I think probably a lot of people do, but we've been so um, it's kind of set up so that we can just put our heads down and go on with our personal little lives in a sense, knowing that yes, people are still dying of, of starvation all over the world and all the, you know, there's all kinds of things happening, but because it doesn't touch us in a certain way, we just pretend like not pretend consciously, but we live Mm. our lives as if it isn't happening. And this is something that we can't do that with in the same way. So Mm. we, yeah. So it's like, we're, we're opened up to that. But at the same time, like you said, the birds are still singing, like we're still living our lives. It's really for me kind of um, made me see some of the value in like the, um, you know, our parents and grandparents, even generation saying, talking about like a simple, slower life Mm. and really seeing like, wow, yeah. I don't think, I don't think many of us have even realized how fast we were going and how Mm. much of that, even though you know better, how much of that, like, let me do this in order for that to happen. Like I'm going to, 
work really hard now so we can go on that nice trip or so that we can buy this nice thing or whatever, you know? And it's like, wait a minute, you know, so you're kind of- feel a particular way. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> you're adding a lot in the middle there when what yeah, you're yeah. actually looking for is right here already. Yeah, so it's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see that. It's, I mean- <clears throat> when you you know there's these there, there's levels isn't there of looking at anything and when you know when we're right up in the stratosphere looking down that we're 20 years time 50 years time 100 200 years time you know how are we gonna how are humans gonna look back on this time oh yeah, yeah. then there was the coronavirus this you know this 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 natural part of our world of our of, of you know what goes on this virus viruses yeah. that you know help us to evolve by transferring rna and stuff like that yeah and then that happened and then this happened to the world and yeah okay we're in it we're right in it and it can you know we're we're it's it's when it's on your doorstep and it's in your life it's sometimes well this is a story, but it's sometimes more difficult to get that to get that very high level view of it. But it's there yeah. all the time. The high level view is there all the time. You know, yeah. it's just waiting for you. Always there. Yeah, it's interesting. Something just popped into my head as you said that, like how there there are people, and it's not even people. There's all of us probably moment to moment. But who, uh, like I've talked to people who are like, I just want it back to how it was. I just want this to be over with, and I just want it back to. I just want life exactly how it was. And it just, and you can you can feel. You know, I get it. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Like we didn't realize two months ago how great we had it in many ways. Yeah. But there, there's also like clinging, and I know that's what I know, and that's how, that's what makes me happy, and all of that. And it is, it's such a parallel, even with grief, with losing someone in your life. Like, I just want them back. I just want it back to how it was. And we'll do that at times in our heads. But then there's also like, well, kind of what you're saying is like, I don't know, this feels like an evolution. This feels like what was always meant to happen. This feels like as much as my little mind can't see it right now, it's opening us to something bigger and better potentially. And and even though that's scary and uncertain in one level, it can be, it, it's also like free, it, you know, it just feels kind of open, like, okay, maybe this is what's meant to happen and it doesn't have to go back to mm. exactly how it was. I think that's the, since coming across the principles, that's been the, <clears throat> the overwhelming, that so the overarching kind of f- feeling is that's, that's, that, that it's a, it's just a lightness of, of things not needing to be a particular way. Yeah. That's, 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 that's always there. That's what yeah. I love about it. It's always yeah. there. Even when I'm not, you know, even when I'm grinding away, oh my God, a coronavirus. And I'm gonna, oh, I was yeah. supposed to be running a course and now I can't, I'm not going to change it. And, and you know, my, my, my wife's got bricks and mortar shop. And so in the early, in the early stages, you know, it was big old, big old calamity. Yeah. And a couple of weeks later, she's running all of her workshops online and she's posting out wool to people and stuff. And it's, <laughs> it's, and that, that, uh, you know, I, I suppose y- you would call it the human spirit, the, the, to, you know, brush, dust yourself off and, and, right. and, 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 you know, carry on. And, uh, and it, but yeah, no, totally that, that we are just inherently, resilient that like try getting in the way of that it's like impossible (laughs) to get in the way of that like you can't it's like a bulldozer it's gonna you know life will find a way and whether we like it or not we are a part of life so it's like we we we, um i mean in, in terms of death the it's almost like we've tried to insulate ourselves from life it's like, mm-hmm. well, hang on a minute. We're the top level species here. So, you know, we don't have to do stuff the way that life tells us it works, you right. know? And, and that's when we get into difficulty with all of our ideas about longevity and, and how, how a life should be and how long a life should be and, and whether or not it should, yeah. It, it, it's, again, it's just story upon story. And it's like, no, actually, life's got other ideas. 
it's like trying to stop a wave, <laughs> you yeah. know, the transfer, the transfer <laughs> yeah. of energy is yeah. going to happen. Yeah. You don't, yeah. you might not like that. It's that the waves are so small because you wanted to go surfing that day. You might not yeah. like that. They're so big because you're getting seasick. Well, too yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. But I love that we get that feedback. It shows us. And we, you know, once we have a feel for what we're talking about here, it's like, we know from that tension and that feedback. And like you said, we do, we get in our heads and we had plans and that's so human. Yeah. And, and it's always showing us, okay, it's well, so, here's you trying so, to steer life. Yeah, good grief. Yeah. I mean, talk about useful. Yeah. I mean, like talk about useful feelings. It's like, oh, wow. It's just having a completely different perspective on it. But it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. My feelings are really useful. Why? Because they're telling you about about what's going on. No, no, no. They're telling me about what's going on in my head. Yeah. <laughs> telling me, they're telling me I'm off in a load of stories right now. They're telling me that I'm, you know, I'm not present to what's right under my nose here and now that yeah. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm living life. I'm living life somewhere else, either in the past or in the future or in judgment and expectation. Yeah. And my feelings are telling me, oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Little light on the dashboard. <laughs> hey there, Giles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Open your eyes, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love this conversation. Thank you so much for, for sharing all that you did. And um, I just think it's so helpful for people, like just to just to see beyond that anything we feel is okay, and it doesn't mm. have to be or look a certain way. Mm. And and I love that we could talk about this around you know loss of parents and things mm. that everyone goes through eventually that are so personal. But then right now, as we're talking about it again, like it, it's it's just life. It's not about mm. loss of parents. It's not about any of that. It's like just that flow of life that mm. we get to feel this all over the place. Thank you. Oh, I really hope. I really hope it's you know that I know that there's. It's, uh, you know, interesting, difficult times at the moment, unusual times, shall we say. Yeah. And there is, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of people losing, losing loved ones. So I, I, I hope that, I hope this has helped. Thank you so much for listening to Changeable. If you enjoy this podcast, please let me know by subscribing or maybe even considering leaving a review. iTunes reviews are so valuable in helping other people who need change to find their way here. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>